Let us pray. God, in the middle of this day, we center ourselves, we meditate on you. At midday, we hunger, feed us with your strength. As we work, we thirst, refresh us with your presence. You are giving us our time, you are filling our time with life. Be with us today, be with us through this day, and lead our thoughts with your spirit. Amen. You may be seated. The reading today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, but God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God. Welcome to University Chapel Summer Style. We're not wearing albs. Aren't we frisky as Lutherans? Hmm? (laughs) Neither is Kyle. (laughs) The theme for our gathering each week is bodybuilding. Is this a tip-off that Scott and I have made a summer commitment to walk four or five times each week? Well, yes, it is. And uh, I can do so now wearing my California Lutheran University properly branded pedometer, which I'm doing right now, and I'm at a little under 2,000 steps. A shout out to HR for these fabulous gifts that they've given us. May this be a tip-off that for the sake of my health, I actually need to do more than just walk. That my body is calling out to go over to the Forest Fitness Center. It's free to me. Why I don't do this, I don't know. My mother's motto when she was into mottos was, if you don't lose it, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I think uh, this should be my, my motto at this stage in my life. Yet there's more at stake in this theme, bodybuilding. Can you envision this place, this community, as a body full of ligaments and tendons and brain function, as it were, and emotions and all kinds of things, blood coursing through this place, California Lutheran University. We are a body individually, but we're members of this university. And so this summer, we want to focus on what might build up our body. And so we will be asking people from the community to reflect on a sacred text from their religious tradition and then connect it to their life and work at Cal Lutheran. And our hope is that by doing so, that we may learn about another body member, another part of this community, how they are sustained and encouraged and hopefully feel also sustained and encouraged by God. Now, that terrible text from 2 Corinthians. 
If you have a little time, you may want to read a little further in the New Testament, or earlier, read chapter 10 and 11 and 12. In this, Paul is writing his second letter to the church in Corinth, and as is his style, he rambles and rambles and rambles, and there's a lot of bit about boasting. And he has much about he can boast. He has quite a cultural and intellectual pedigree. He's a learned global leader. But he's human, and he's surrounded by other humans, and so he's comparing himself to other people, and other people are comparing himself to him. And he wrestles and he rambles about boasting. But in the end, instead of being full of himself and his religious experiences, Paul knows that it is precisely his weaknesses, his emptiness, that is the opportunity for the presence of God in Christ to live in him. And then he declares that God spoke to him by saying, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Now for me, that's the sweet spot. (laughs) That's one of my favorite texts. These words are like honey to my spirit. So much of the time I'm very aware of my brokenness and the places in my life that are rather empty or just really out of whack. And living with Scott, a husband and a colleague, I can't escape my weaknesses, right? We can have staff meetings at the beach, driving up to Paso Robles, and so we're constantly talking to each other. How did this go? And so I'm You know, I have the scripture to be a mirror, and I have my very good husband to be a mirror, and then I have my own conscience, which is a great big fat mirror. So I'm aware of my brokenness. I'm aware of my shortcomings, my impatience, my restlessness, the good things I want to do are not the good things I do do, the bad things I don't want to do. Man, I got that down in spades. So some Sunday morning, Scott and I will be at a local congregation, and the congregation will say this confession of sin, a practice within many uh, Christian churches. And the words often are like this, Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Well, that does cover the landscape, doesn't it? And then it gets worse. By what we have done, check, by what we have left undone. Oh, big check. Gets worse. We have not loved you. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. And most of the time, I feel pretty exposed at that point. I feel as if I could just hold my hand and say, okay, this is me. Yeah, I'm out of whack. So when Paul declares, my grace is sufficient for you, God's power is made perfect in weakness. Well, these are healing words. Perfection is overrated. We are not perfect. No matter how much self-improvement I may attend to, no matter the strength of my convictions or my intentions, I will never fully arrive at that place where I can say, God, don't worry, you're off the hook. I'm fine. You're finished with me. In the middle and at the end and at the beginning, my brokenness reminds me how much I stand in the need of God's abundant grace. 
Author Joyce Rupp, a member of the Servants of Mary, has said, without some boundary or discipline, it's difficult to establish and stay on a spiritual path that has depth and quality to it. And to talk about that, she uses the image of a cup, and she talks about the boundaries of the cup, the bottom, the sides. And without that, you can't pour anything into it that won't escape, nor can you contain it once it's inside. The words, my grace is sufficient for you, is a spiritual boundary for me. They tell me that God is God, and I don't get to be. I get to be human, and that's exactly where God needs me to be. This frees me from the tyranny of perfection. This motivates me to work on those habits and practice that do call me away from God and from love of neighbor. And they also, this is hard for me, but it also helps me to accept my emptiness, my weakness, and then just get on with working to build up the kingdom of heaven on this earth. And I do believe that it also motivates me to accept all of the body at Cal Lutheran. And I can embrace your weaknesses. I probably get fussed over about them from time to time. But it's a challenge to me to give that same grace to you that I have received from God. All of us are human. We're a little threadbare around the edges, and all of us are standing in the need of God's grace and shelter. God's grace is sufficient for me. God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for us. Amen. Let us pray. Take, oh, take me as I am. Summon out what I shall be. Set your seal upon my heart and live in me. Amen. May the peace of God go with you whenever God may send you. May God guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May God bring home, may God bring you home rejoicing at the wonders God has shown you and the blessings of God be and remain with you forever. Amen. And all